Negasonic Teenage Warhead. What the shit? A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is the super special spoiler cast for Deadpool. Finally. We've been we've been reporting on this movie forever. We finally saw it. We're not going to hold anything back. We're going to spoil it all. We're going to talk about everything in it. So hopefully you've seen it. Yes. So there are spoilers in this. So duh, don't be surprised if we ruin something. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going forward listening at your own discretion. <laughs> we've warned you. <laughs> this will probably be R-rated uh, to match the movie. Uh, simply because you can't quote this movie or describe this movie without using some of the vulgarity they use in the film, <laughs> I feel. Uh, so I got to see it Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time at IMAX. Mike, where did you watch Deadpool? Um, I saw it at our uh, favorite theater, which is the reclux- uh, the the luxury <laughs> the luxury reclining seats. Uh, so I got I got to sit back and be all nice and cozy and comfy watching the movie. Uh, I had to wait a bit, little bit longer. Uh, when I bought the tickets on the day they opened, they didn't quite have all their show times ready. So we we went at 9:40 p.m. So West Coast time. You had already seen this movie like hours before I even got to it. Uh, so, but it was great. Um, I was really worried about uh, kids, little children. I saw some little children in the theater. I was like, first of all, it's already late on a Thursday. Your kids have to go to school tomorrow. So why don't you just go ahead and take them back home? And I was super worried, like, what are they in the theater for? They're not going to my showing a Deadpool. They better not be. I don't want to deal with them. But all of my worries were uh, were quickly uh, put away because once the, once the movie started and got going, it was a, it was a good experience. So the whole... Uh, PSAs that were all over the internet earlier this week of don't bring your kids to the movie. At least uh, some of the people, some of the people did do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I think um, a, a lot of uh, Mike. I mean, a lot of my people on Facebook are from my hometown, which is a backwoods, thirty-minute <laughs> drive to any theater, and they're like, "Oh, should kind of my like I'm taking my fifteen-year-old to see Deadpool this weekend. Should I?" And everyone's like, "You probably shouldn't." Um, but they're like, I, "Oh, they'll be so disappointed." I'm like, "I don't care." Like, you're, I think it. We, I think we, we can talk this, we can talk about this a little bit before we get into the movie because uh, we didn't get to talk about it on the show because I didn't really want to spoil anything. But uh, I think it really comes down to like age range. I mean, when I was a teenager, I loved it when I was able to like sneak uh, rated R movies like into the into the into the VHS deck and watch them. And I think even my my parents were pretty chill about it. They didn't care too much if I was uh, seeing something rated R. They didn't particularly like it, but it was never really something strict. But obviously, I couldn't go see it in the theater if I wasn't old enough. That was a pretty that was a pretty uh, uh, straight and fast rule. But I th- I would think a fifteen I think a fifteen year old would have fun at this movie. I I think. Um, he would not probably with, think not, it's amazing. Not with your mom sitting next to you. No, no, no. You you find a way to get in there with your friends. Maybe your cool uncle takes you or something like that. But I did see someone bring in the, the – I'm notoriously bad with ages, so I'm not even going to guess this kid kid's age. But this kid was just young enough to be carried into the theater. So um, 
the so this this kid should not have been in the movie. If your parents still carry you around, uh, you should not be seeing this movie. So there's definitely an age appropriate level, but that kid was not age appropriate. Yeah. So in other countries, like England, has this rated as 15 plus. Um, mm-hmm. I think Switzerland is 14 plus, or like you know Europe. Europe was a little more lenient on their stuff. Um, so I think I think that's a good range to say for us as well. Um, I'd say 15 or 16. If I can drive, I should be able to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, and what's really funny is everyone's like, oh, there's too much sex in this movie. I'm like, there was hardly any. Like, people were saying that before the movie came out. Like, you shouldn't let them watch it because of the sex. I'm like, but you don't worry about the violence. And yeah, that's, it's, it, that's 90% it's, of the movie. Yeah, it's the language and violence for sure. I mean, but the great thing about it being rated R is we did get to see Ryan Reynolds hang dong in a fight scene. That's that was true. hilarious. He like dropped back in his like Spider-Man pose kind of with both legs down and his arm down and like you just see like in the shadow, not in full detail, just but just something dangling between his legs. I was just like, "Oh my god, I fucking love this movie. This isn't even supposed to be a funny part of the movie, but his wiener's just hanging down there. That's too that's just it's just oh, too yeah. funny." So, I mean, before we end up the, the ratings thing, I just want to share a story of uh, my parents didn't care about ratings. Uh, my mm-hmm. grandpa accidentally, I don't know if it was accidentally, he took me, <laughs> my brother, and uh, my cousin, um, they're three years younger than me, to see the South Park movie in theaters. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, uh, that's 1999. I was 12, and they were nine years old, and we watched it. Uh-huh. And I don't think he realized what he did by the time we got in there. <laughs> but we stayed through the whole thing, uh, and uh, so... They didn't care too much. I don't think I'm ruined um, as a person from it. So, mm. but like, I, I just want to share that story because that's that's one of my funny ones to tell. Like, you know, we accidentally my grandpa took us to see South Park, and that's yeah. the last time he ever took us to a movie. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think. Um, I think uh, if you kind of get away from all the, I don't even want to say it, there's no controversy around this movie. Whatever it was, it's just somebody trying to get clicks on their blog post. But this movie just ended up being just a straight, just awesome. It's just an awesome movie, man. It's just awesome. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, I, again, I'm going to tell you, I, I, t- I originally bought tickets for me and my fiance. Uh, her sister was home alone. I bought her ticket. We all went together. Um, and... Uh, She'd never heard Deadpool, never read a comic book in her life, fell in love with the movie, fell in love with the character, Mm. wants to go see it two or three more times this weekend. And Mm. uh, we even bought her the Deadpool pop vinyl with the swords because she is so infatuated with it and off on the first viewing. This movie Mm. will change the way people think of superheroes and movies and comic book movies. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a superhero, but like, because he even says, I'm not a superhero, but... uh, uh, it just it transcends what we're so accustomed to, I believe. I think is yeah. what it is, and 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 I and I think they did just a great job by just starting off. I mean, the movie starts off with not only just a really creative opening credit scene. I mean, you can just you can just think it was really cool just because it was like a still motion of the scene and the camera was moving through it like in th- in three dimensions. That was just amazing to start off with. And I was actually kind of taken back by that. But the best part about it, they were showing the opening credits, but they were just uh, totally like slamming the creators of the of the movie just for their titles. I don't remember specifically what they were just because I was just this taken was aback by Produced Deadpool. by Ass Hats is my favorite yes, one. Yes, exactly. Um, or like uh, directed by um, – 
what like overprivileged something. I don't remember all the all the good ones that they put in there. But it actually took me one or two credits to realize that they were making fun of this stuff because I was just kind of in, engaged by uh, this this 3D scene that we're seeing. And then I start noticing people are laughing. And then I finally look up at the names. I'm just like, oh my god, they're 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 starting off the movie like just breaking this fourth wall and it's it was just it's just a great way to set the tone it definitely pokes fun at itself and that's you know part of the humor of it i would also say um this intro was very reminiscent of the end of age of ultron or um the avengers where like the the fancy credits go around to all the different ways mm-hmm. that the heroes are fighting ultron or all their different like weapons and stuff that they did but this is at the beginning where you're in the middle of what of this chaos Deadpool is creating on the middle of an interstate. And it's uh-huh. just so fantastic. Like, I think one of my favorite things is seeing the um, the lighter burn in the middle of the guy's forehead right from the get-go. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and- th- the chain going at the other guy's neck. It's just, it's so unexpected. But at the same time, like, you're like, haha, what what's going to happen with this slow motion? Kind of, it's what kind of, what song was that? Is it like, it's like a slower, kind of like a... 80s maybe love song uh, i don't I, wasn't it like you're my angel you're my darling angel well, wasn't it wasn't that the song? Th- it wasn't <laughs> that exactly because that's like the newer one but yeah yeah it was like i think it's that song like the original version from like the 70s or 80s and then it picks up it catches up with time and the mm. whole scene plays out and the guy's head gets cut off with the chain <laughs> yeah. one guy literally goes splat into a billboard or a, mm-hmm. a, a signpost and the, the chaos just blows up, and it's so spectacular. Yeah. You know, and also, like, before we jump into any specific moments, like, I just wanted to talk about the story structure in general. Because not only were we getting this kind of unique take on, like, a character we haven't seen in the movie before. We're, it's a rated R comic book movie. So all this stuff is already has it going for it. And then they decided, like, screw it. Let's just jump around and play with the timeline. We, we, we don't even see the, you know, the love interest in this movie until, like, well into the film, until tons of characters are already introduced. And, uh, you know, we're jumping all around. Like, it takes a while to even get to the origin of it. And really, it was just a great way to structure a story that's really based on kind of one event. I mean, it starts off right there on that bridge fight scene, and then if you kind of take out all of the backstory, all the origin stuff that's kind of flashbacky, uh, basically he goes right from that bridge right to the final scene of the movie with basically just one little tiny pit stop. So it's it's a very simple movie when it comes to what actually happens, but the way they kind of weave, literally like weave in the origin story of his character, I thought was just great. And it was just like, they didn't even have to go that far, but it totally fits in with that opening credit scene where it actually gets to the writers. And I think it says like uh, written by the actual heroes or something like that. So it's the only people that didn't get dogged in the credits. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. It, it does a, the, uh, I'd say Pulp Fiction style kind of storytelling where like um, you start in the middle of the movie and then it tells you everything up to that point And then it goes forward. It was really well done. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think uh, they're like, I think maybe I hope they don't do that in the second film. Uh, that same kind of storytelling because uh, mm-hmm. I think it works once and that's it. I don't. Yeah, want it was a good. It was a good way to get the origin story out of the way, and I never really felt like I was just like, oh, let's just get the origin out of the way. It worked really, really well. So it, it, it was just a, it helped with the fourth wall breaking that he's mm-hmm. telling the story of what happened. Yeah, exactly. And you, you kind of get accustomed to that. And what I think the weakest point of this falls into is actually 
his mode like after that point is the weakest part of the movie is whenever he's like i'm too ugly to tell this my you know hot fiance i'm still alive yeah i, I feel guess like that was the hardest part to swallow because it was just so generic yeah I, and everything well, about I said, this movie is not generic yeah i feel like it's a kind of it's a it might be a slightly hard pill to swallow but i felt like they did a really good idea setting up who Wade Wilson was before he came Deadpool. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I was really curious what's going on. You know, a lot of the uh, connection I have to Deadpool is he's been Deadpool forever. I've, I don't think I've ever read a Deadpool origin story. He's either, he's either been, like, killing people or he's been uh, making fun of people or, you know, he pops up sometimes in origin stories next to Wolverine, but it's always just comedic relief. So really, I didn't really know what Wade Wilson was going to be like, you know, because we got kind of his backstory in Wolverine Origins, but obviously that all got rewritten. So I wasn't sure if he was going to be a good guy that turned cynical and crazy or 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 what happened, but I liked how they kind of made him a smart-ass kind of crazy person to begin with. I mean, it's a love story between him and a prostitute. It's not like he fell in love with a good girl and he's trying to be a good person. So I felt like the vanity of him being uh, disfigured, it was it was enough. It was just enough to make me not think it was a big deal. I could see how some people might be like, oh, really, his whole motivation is he's just got a fucked up face. But I, it, it kind of worked. It kind of worked for me. Well, I think, I mean, I, I, I would, I can't say it does for me simply because at the, up at that point, he's very cocksure and very, mm-hmm. like, very much like, his swagger is there. And I mean, that's yeah, Ryan so you, Reynolds. That's Deadpool. I mean, yeah. The, so you thought he was be like, whatever, I got a fucked up face. No big deal. I'm going to yeah, well, have sex yeah, with my lady. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the whole point. His girlfriend got stolen is because he went to the bathroom instead of telling her, like it just felt a little too easy uh, for that point. But I, I don't fault the film. I gave it a four and a half out of five for me uh, mm-hmm. because this movie, I mean, it nails, like it pokes fun at everything. Nothing. It's not like a no holds barred movie. Wolverine mm-hmm. origins is sent up several times in this movie. Um, oh. From the, the toy action figure um, to the saying, y'all sew your mouth shut, and then the uh, the Hugh Jackman mask he wore <laughs> under his mask at the end. Uh, this the the humor in this the 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 references they're just so on point all the time. Yeah, and again, not back to the thing I was saying. Like this movie, like it has heart. You feel why these two broken people, a prostitute and a mercenary, like fall in love with each other. Like there yeah. is so much heart in this movie, underneath all the, the the references and the action and the vulgarity that just is spewed left and right. I think you have to watch it two or three times to catch all the references. Yeah, and like, it's, it's just funny because like this this movie really uh, really takes the cake when it comes to the, the references, the jokes, the the action, the violence and stuff. But actually, the the love story actually did get pretty down to earth. You know, when they were dealing with his cancer and everything, and he, the only, the only really way he was able to deal with it was with his humor. And I was just like, it got to a point in the movie, like maybe about a third of the way through it, where you're like, wow, this is actually pretty dark. We're getting pretty emotional, and there hasn't been a joke in like, I mean, the jokes per second in this movie are off the chart, but I was like, we haven't had a joke in like, I felt like a couple minutes. And it, you really do start to feel and get connected to the story, which makes you really kind of care about where it goes. But I do felt like it did kind of slag a little bit in those moments. I was kind of just like, okay, you know, we've been emotional and sad for maybe 30 seconds too long. I think we should jump into something funnier action. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't really uh, count it against the movie at all. I think, uh, I think a four and a half out of five, like you said, is a really, really telling to just how awesome the movie is. So there's really not a whole lot I can pick out about this movie that I didn't like. It was just an awesome ride from beginning to end. 
Totally. And I think uh, that was a lot to, like, we're talking about here, the characters. We have uh, Wade Wilson slash Deadpool. He carries, Ryan Reynolds carries the movie. You don't see his face for hardly any of it. And that's mm-hmm. a testament to the personality of the character. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, you know, is sexiest man of the year, whatever. I don't I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Why not? Um, but, like, they, he's under the mask for a lot of the movie. And that's rare for uh, comic book films these days yeah. when you have such a, a big draw. Um, and it works it works in the in the favor of the movie because I would almost be positive that the jokes in the movie that made it to the final film oh excuse me I had, I had to burp up some pizza from earlier <laughs> but you're I'm a sick man but get on with uh, it I'm sure Deadpool would like my it, it fits right into the context of what we're doing here <laughs> but I I just really have a feeling that those jokes that made it into the movie were never final I'm sure since they had the ability to cover Ryan Reynolds' face they were able to swap out jokes they probably were like oh no this would be really 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 funny uh, we don't have to refilm the scene we just need to get Ryan in to do some voiceover because he's behind a mask so that really really helps him craft like the perfect comedic timing in the film yeah totally and, and definitely i agree with that like they are able to get in the sound booth wing a bunch of stuff and then just put it over what he was actually saying uh-huh. um which is great when that it, like again his weirdness and and like off the ones pairs well with um vanessa carlisle played by uh, marina Baccarin, his the uh-huh. his love interest because like they try to one up each other about how horrible their lives were his kids were and i'm like that's that's actually pretty funny. Like that that's something, you know, two people who who like each other would would do and that was pretty fun. Uh-huh. And, and, and I think and she's going to become a mutant. I think something in that chamber triggered her powers and we just don't yeah, know it yet. Yeah, it could be possible maybe somehow they'll weave her into the Domino character uh even I though I think cop, copycat is what uh, her character would be. Yeah, maybe. Uh but it seems like she's not going anywhere. I'm honestly I was I thought it was kind of cool since this movie was very unpredictable. Deadpool kind of has a crazy dark past, and this movie was uh, got very dark. I thought they they might kill her off in the movie. I thought they just might kill her, um, and I and it was rated R, so I figured it would it wouldn't be uh, too difficult for them to show. So I felt the stakes were pretty high at that in action scene. But you know, speaking of characters specifically, in our news episode uh, for superhero slate, we were talking about how you know Cable's going to be cropping up in the future. And how we thought his uh, demeanor is going to fit really, really well in with Deadpool. And man, I, Colossus has got to be like my second favorite character in the in the whole in the whole movie. He's just like a Boy Scout through and through. He's trying to change Deadpool to the core of what who he uh-huh. really is, and trying to teach him how to be a superhero. And he's just. He says, he's like, Colossus, I'm tired of your, your superhero like you, you bullshit. Droned, you, you, he's like, you droned on too long, sorry, and yeah. whenever he kills him. But I, again, I think you know, Colossus is playing the straight man in this movie very well, straight man, because you don't, you don't question a seven or eight foot tall metal man. Like, who yeah, exactly. And he had, he's both trying to train uh, Wade and a negasonic teenage warhead. Both uh, of the two, like, who could care less what he's saying people. Yeah, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead does get to show off the costume, which was amazing. That should be in all of these X-Men movies, that the kind of New, new Mutants, mutants yeah. costume. So that was really cool. It was cool to kind of see this modern X-Men. And it just I guess it brings me up to uh, many of my favorite jokes that are in this movie, but I can't even remember them all, so I need to see it again. But I love it, I love it when they said when they talk about the mansion, like how many times has it blown up already? Yeah. blows up all the time. Every, every two, two years. Yeah, it, it was too funny. I was I was I was laughing. I'm pretty sure um, uh, the people sitting next to me were kind of getting tired of me just like just wailing, throwing my hands up in the air. It was so funny. Oh, uh, yeah. she, her character was good. I mean, all these characters are are good. Well, 
<laughs> and at the same time, it goes to the point that, that Deadpool said is, you know, like, why, why are you two the only people in the mansion? It's like, this is all the studio could afford. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I mean, it's true. Like, they don't use a lot of big characters, um, but they, they do use them very well, what they have. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite moments is where I lost my shit the most is when Negasonic Teenage Warrior sends him up on the back of the metal thing. And uh-huh. he goes flying up the ship and it knocks the other people down. And he's just like holding on and this is flying one of my favorite moments uh, yeah i i think if we're talking about uh favorite moments i think the one i, I want to pull away from is just when uh, deadpool tries to uh um attack colossus for letting uh, ajax get away <laughs> yeah. and he punches him breaks his breaks his arm punch him in the nuts breaks his arm kicks him in the side of his head breaks his leg and then colossus just drags him away and then he ends up cutting his arm off. He's like, have you ever seen 127 hours? That whole scene, that was my favorite part of the movie. I love the whole movie, but that whole thing was just like a gem. It just shows like the arrogance Deadpool has. It shows off his superpower of it doesn't, he can do whatever he wants. There's no recourse. He's got to come back from like a single cell. Uh, you have to, you know, like Ajax said, we have to obliterate him to get get rid of him. But that whole but scene was just amazing. It, it really, it really is. Um, and it, it was just it, the way he handled it. So funny. I thought he was going to pull a Monty Python and the and like the Black Knight kind of thing. It's like it's only a flesh wound kind of <laughs> thing because he literally was like kept going after he lost all his like limbs. Um, but I think one of the under most underused characters they had was Blind Al, his his uh, roommate, um, kind of like uh, I guess a mother figure to him a little mm-hmm. bit. I think some of those didn't make as much sense. Like why does he like? He's like tells her there's cocaine hidden next to like the cure for blindness in their house. <laughs> like it's so zany at times. You're, you're like again to use the word zany. Like no, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it's still funny because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But Blind Al, I hope they bring her back more for the sequel because I think uh, she was really underutilized. Like kind of there just to be there. Yeah, I uh, liked how just all of the characters in this movie were just down and out. They were just kind of like lepers of society. N- no one's really doing doing well, and they're just doing the best that they can with what they have. And I just really liked that. And uh, you know, I th- yeah. And I think it kind of comes around to like uh, just the other bad part of the characters. I thought Ajax was a decent villain. I mean, overall, he wasn't wasn't anything uh spectacular you know he wasn't like big and bulky he didn't like i don't i'm not 100 percent familiar with ajax looks in the comics but i know ajax is not just a normal person who just fights with axes uh i i believe he has some sort of visual mutation to him if i remember correctly uh well i mean his mutation is that his he can't feel anything mm-hmm. and i think he's got a little bit of extra power uh like a little more enhanced strength or he's got a cost. I mean, obviously he didn't have a costume or anything like that, but I thought it worked well. I like the storyline of, you know, we're making these mutants and basically selling them off as like slaves. It worked out well. And he's basically the, the lowest of the low, you know, he's selling people. He's like stealing them, promising like to be heroes and turning into something totally different. I mean, the way he tortures, uh, um, Wade Wilson in the end by messing with the oxygen content, basically torturing mm-hmm. him for a whole weekend. It was just like, oh man, I cannot wait until he gets out of that tube and starts fucking him up. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, you love you that. love to hate him, and, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. And <laughs> again, I keep thinking of moments in this movie that crack me up. Like whenever Wade sends the blowjob shot over to one of the <laughs> bar guys, like to start a fight in the bar. Uh-huh. I lose my shit, um, and then. Um, also, whenever Colossus is fighting uh, the chick, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. 
angel dust and her mm-hmm. her, her boob falls out and he's like <laughs> oh 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 and she's like oh thank you such a gentleman uh, yeah and then they just ends up getting launched into the sky when he punches yes him. but i mean ajax was someone you did love to hate and that's uh, ed scrine i think he was like the transporter in like the newest transporter movie so nothing mm-hmm. big up until now and he, again he's dead uh he's not coming back but that was really he was a guy you did love to hate like he mm-hmm. and i can't like it was really fun uh his name like the whole point that he hated wade so much more is because he knew his name was francis yeah he got his he got his name from a from a dish soap <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and he's like i'm gonna spell it out for you at the end and he takes the dead bodies and spells out francis yeah uh, and it's just like this is i mean this really shows you how talented uh the people who made this movie were just because little moments just like Oh, is that you? Oh, yeah, from uh, TGI Fridays, and then like it just ends up killing him anyway because he's Deadpool. Well, he didn't kill him; he just knocked him out. Oh well, okay. Then he he yeah. still made him a letter in his, in his uh, limb pile. that yeah. says Francis. Oh, I mean, it was just I got to see this movie again. I just had so much fun, just like laughing my like, ass it, off. It's a machine gun of references and puns and Easter eggs and great things. Like if you can't hear it over the audience laughing, like you know, like you got to go again. Yeah, and, some um, people are saying that maybe this movie won't age well, or some people are saying that they're really there's not jokes in the movie; they're just references, and they're trying to they're kind of comparing it to the way Family Guy makes jokes. And I mean, there wasn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really feel that at all. I mean, there, I was laughing. I never felt like they were referencing too many things. No, I mean, all the references are already outdated references, like uh, Salt and Peppa's Shoop. That's not a new yeah. song. They're not playing songs on the radio you hear. They're playing '70s songs and stuff like that. And um, Deadpool is just his, his childish vulgarity at times gets me. Like whenever he had the knife in the side of his head, and he's imagining all the <laughs> animated creatures running around. Yeah, Vanessa, and then he like does the finger through the circle kind of thing. <laughs> so, like, I, it's just the this movie nailed everything. The look and feel of the movie would I'd say is even on par. Like that times when there is like the zaniness, like the cartoon things pop up. It's mm-hmm. great. The the end credits, the beginning credit sequence with this animated where he's like doing all these like crazy shit as an animated Deadpool was even funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and up until like the end, you called this the uh, Ferris Bueller's day off ending. Like, you yes, this, I was, we don't, I, we, I don't know which podcast it was, but you I was trying it. the, I was trying to hunt it down. I was going through all the episodes where we talked about Deadpool. You know, I was trying to see if I could f- pinpoint it. And I, I started to think maybe we talked about this kind of off the record, off the mic, but I, I know for a fact I did say, I hope they end up doing something like they do at the end of Ferris Bueller, the very end where he comes out and tells people the movie's over. And then so we're going through the credit scene and then the and then that hallway shot pops up and I just start losing it, but I try to hold it in because I know I know I don't want to move it, ruin it for him. It's like, oh my god, that's the Ferris Bueller hallway. That's the Ferris Bueller hallway. I know exactly what's gonna happen. And he comes out in the robe and I was just like, Oh my god, I fucking called it. It was hilarious. And he's like, Go, the movie's over. Why are you still? It, it was just, it was just perfect. And then he's just like, "Oh, I guess you're suspecting to see a, a sneak peek from the next movie." It's like, "Well, we don't have one. We haven't shot anything yet." Cable's gonna be in it though. You're gonna see Cable. That's he's a cool guy. And then, and then at the very end, he pokes his head out and he does a little chicka chicka from Ferris yeah. Bueller. Yeah, it was yeah. just day bow bow. You know the song day yeah. bow bow. Um, it was just, the, it was just the perfect, it was the perfect way to to cap off the movie. And then. I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. I, I struggle. I really struggle to find anything I didn't like about the movie. I, and, and I feel like almost 
every time there might have been something in the movie that I would have had a problem with, Deadpool makes fun of it. Like when they when they pop that guy up that looks like J- that looks like Agent Smith from the Matrix. I was like, well, this guy just looks like Agent Smith from the Matrix. And then he says it. I'm just like, that makes it okay. It's just like you almost can't have a fault in the movie if your main character can just make fun of it and reference it. I mean, like he says things like, oh my god, a fourth wall break inside of another fourth wall break. That's like 16 walls. I'm just like, what is going on? This is crazy. This is insane. I I just can't I can't say enough good things about this movie. I mean, but the one thing that that I can say is I'm curious how Deadpool would incorporate with a team of people in a more serious film because I feel like even though this is an amazing movie, it, and it technically isn't really a superhero movie because he says so many times he's not a superhero, is I don't get the same type of feeling out of this movie at the end of it like I did when I came out of Winter Soldier or when I came out of the first Avengers movie. Like, when I came out of those movies, I was just like, holy shit, that... I, I love – that was just awesome. I can't believe this franchise is going. These heroes are amazing. The action scenes were so off the wall. Um, with Deadpool, I leave with a different feeling. I felt like I just left an amazing action comedy movie and like holy crap. Like so that's the only thing is like I don't feel like I can necessarily compare this to other superhero movies out there 100%. You know, it's not necessarily apples to oranges, but it's just like they're different varieties of like oranges or different varieties. Like one's a plantain and one's a uh, no. uh, uh, um, a banana. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're totally right. Like, I mean, Deadpool is, it's, it's going to sit in and of itself. It's not an X-Men movie, even though it's in the mm-hmm. X-Men universe. Uh, it's, it's not going to be in like the vein of Apocalypse and First Class and all the other ones. It's not, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to compete versus Batman v Superman because... There's probably not going to be anything funny in that movie at all. It's going to be dark and dreary and depressing. <laughs> but the Marvel comedy, the Marvel slash Disney movies, with their comedy, they're more family friendly. But at the same time, they have real stakes. Yeah, uh, I mean, if something happened to Deadpool or Vanessa, like yeah, we'd be a little sad, but like it doesn't affect anything else going down the road. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Civil War and all the Marvel movies, we've built up years and years of feeling for these characters, and that's why Civil War to me is so exciting, is because like all the characters we care about. Now don't care about each other, and they're gonna they're gonna duke it out. Um, yeah, and so that makes me wonder if we do end up getting that X Force movie, and the X Force does take more of a serious tone to the film, and we have these other characters in it. You know, how does how do they incorporate Deadpool into that script? Obviously, he has to be funny and he has to be kicking ass. But I mean, like, does the camera cut away when he chops a head off because it's rated PG thirteen? Uh, how do you write him without doing any swear words? Are people gonna feel like that they dumbed down Deadpool just to get him in a PG thirteen? 13 movie i'm kind of wondering what they do with him in the future you know so i think going forward they will be r-rated films and uh mm-hmm. x-force has to be an r-rated film simply because that was like a very uh, adult print for marvel mm-hmm. uh, you can't have an x-force as pg-13 to be honest if you want to stick to the material like they're doing now mm-hmm. um and i think honestly they need to keep deadpool in the r-rating simply for the violence not the language but the violence i think uh, mm-hmm. Because he does stab and kill and shoot and and does all that stuff, uh, you know, on his own. And I, I think if uh, he goes except, forward. Except when there's already people smashed on a sign because that guy was there when he got there. The, the guy was there when he got there. Um, but I think going forward, he has to be an R-rated film. X-Force, I don't know. I don't see X-Force being its own movie. I think if we see a sequel, it's either going to be Deadpool and Cable. It's going to be the name of it. Or... Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool's X-Force or something like that, like a subtitle that ties it back into X-Force because he's got to, like, 
the people you bring in there, they're going to be just as broken as Wade is. Yeah. And they're going to be murderers. Or maybe, or maybe they just, maybe they, uh, maybe they go a different route. Maybe they go Deadpool core. Maybe they try to bring in other pools. I don't know how crazy they want to make it, but I feel like it, like the sky's the limit for them. They can do whatever they want. It's just, it's just insane. And it's a breath of fresh air. It's an amazing companion piece to the to the movies that are already out there, I don't I don't need everybody to go to Deadpool route. I don't need my next Avengers movies to be rated R, um, but I just this is just a great addition to what we have, and I, I just I just love I just love what we're getting in the theaters. It's just amazing. Yeah, you're totally right. Again, but I think we both agree that if you do a Deadpool sequel, just like you said at the end, we need Cable because Cable yes. is essential. I imagine kind of like a buddy cop kind of thing going forward. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe like not quite Lethal Weapon, but kind of. Maybe, uh, what's the other one? Die Hard kind of deal? Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, like, Deadpool loves guns, and, like, Cable has all this awesome tech. And I almost see, like, Deadpool kind of, like, looking up to him, like, oh, it's so shiny, can I touch it? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, come on. Well, I also see Deadpool, like, doing stuff against him, and Cable keep having to check the time stream to make sure he didn't fuck it up too bad. Yeah, Because, maybe. like, he would just be like, oh, I'm going to kill this butterfly and see what happens kind of deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I just love this movie through and through uh, my fiance wants to see it again we are actually skipping zoolander 2 altogether we're not going to watch zoolander <laughs> 2 we have replaced it with a double feature of deadpool in and of itself um, double deadpool that's double like two De- deadpools it's like a deadpool in a deadpool uh, inside <laughs> another deadpool um and I, uh, the reactions I, I hear from people all over the place uh, comic book fans and non-comic book fans like are pretty consistent like this is a great film you're going to be in and you're going to enjoy it if you're of age to enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I can't, like, again, I think we need to watch it again um, simply because it's just so much and it's so good and so vibrant and so in your face with everything. Like, they don't hold it back. Uh, I mean, one of the funniest things, the recurring Dopinder uh, character is... Oh, God, that taxi hilarious. driver. Oh my the, God. the poor taxi driver, he's like, uh, how about a crisp high five instead? Yeah, and sorry, I don't pain. carry my wallet with me. <laughs> Yeah, and then he keeps leaving his stuff behind. Uh, oh yeah, that was so fun. funny. He's like, "All the guns." We have this whole montage of all these guns, and then he just ends up forgetting it. He gets in a car accident. He won't pick it up. And oh yeah, and then oh, his cousins God. in the trunk and <laughs> rear end. Yeah. The movie it, it's just it's just a gem. I and I I love it. I can't. I, I just I just feel like there's so much there's so much going for it. I'm not even worried about the sequel not being good. I think the sequel is going to be hilarious. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, he is the man. There's no other person that can play Deadpool, and as long as he's involved, I it's the property's safe. I think I think this is um, one of those things uh, where we talked about the fifth movie always brings it back. This is Ryan Reynolds' fifth comic book movie, <laughs> and he's finally bringing it back uh, simply because yeah. he's doing what he wants, doing what he what he loves. Yeah, and I feel like they they honestly they really proved themselves. I mean they had they had a lot going against them at the very beginning. Not a very well known character, a rated R movie. How are we going to get people to the theater? Um, you know, and it's just like Ryan Reynolds. The last time you saw him was in a the horrible Green Lantern movie, but it's just like they proved. Yeah, I, or, or that if anybody actually saw that. So it's just like we can we prove to you, studio, that we can make a successful, financial, good movie being rated R. Trust us when we make this sequel. Like I feel like they just have total reign, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. So here, here's my worry: is that uh, we, we we say that one of, one of the rules in filmmaking is if you if you do it one way, you can never break into filmmaking again that way because it's already been done. 
Uh-huh. Um, the imitations won't get you there. And so now that this has been an R-rated and proven that fan, you know, based characters work, who's going to be the next person to follow up and have an R-rated character film that is in vain of Deadpool? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm just hoping we just get more rated R movies in general based off of properties. You know, it's just like, oh, we have this, we have this franchise or we have this character. It doesn't necessarily have to be PG-13 right off the back. I mean, hey, that Deadpool movie did really, really good. Let's let's get some violence and some language and some and some boobies in there. Yeah, I think um, if anything, if I was to put my money on anything out of the big three studios, DC will be next. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, we talked about this. They have Dark Justice League, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it, you can't have something called Dark Justice League and not and give it a PG thirteen kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or another, I mean, maybe another Fox film that's kind of rated R that's not Deadpool. Like like you talked about New Mutants or an, an X Force movie without Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, since or, the concept art didn't have Deadpool in it. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea if this would be possible, but oh man, wouldn't you love to see Hugh Jackman's last role as Wolverine in a rated R Wolverine movie where he's actually slashing people open with his claws? That would just be an amazing way to send off the character. And I would love to see that. They have not started production on that movie, so there is time for them to do that uh, before next May. if they announce that, I, I, I mean, I'm already getting chills thinking about it. So yeah, I, I'm actually really surprised he didn't make a live action appearance in this movie. Yeah, but they, they definitely they made sure Hugh Jackman was in there. <laughs> he did, and Stan Lee in one of the funniest cameos uh, to date. The best cameo. I bet that old man fucking loved being able to do a shot of a titty bar in there <laughs> announcing the dancers. I mean, he was just like, oh, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna make sure. I'm in my 90s. I'm gonna make sure I'm al- I'm gonna alive for the sequel. That's right. And his exact <laughs> phrase was "Give it up for chastity," as, <laughs> as he as the strippers strut out onto the stage. Uh, so that was that was just fantastic out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, I knew he's in it. Didn't know where that yeah, just wh- went. What did they, they took say the at next the beginning? What did they say at the beginning of the movie? Uh, one gratuitous cameo, is, something is like that, that. Yeah, I think that's how he was credited. But overall, it was great. I just can't think of any anything bad to say about it. I love, hopefully, what they're going to do to the industry when it comes to rated R movies coming back. And I have to say, I never thought I'd be looking forward to February. Yes, I agree. I mean, I don't. I'm going to be on the opposite camp. I don't think this will affect the rated R industry nearly as much. But I think we will be getting uh, more than just zero rated R films going forward mm-hmm. uh, for superheroes or slash comic books. And I, despite like my little things, like it's not a perfect film. It's hard to find a perfect film. But this is one of the best superhero slash comic book adaptations to date. Go see it. You will love it. If not, you're dumb. No. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that that's kind of what happens when you get a really awesome movie. I mean, the spoiler cast ends up being a little short uh, <laughs> yeah. because I mean, when you only say good things about it, I mean, it's basically comes down to just rehashing the whole movie and just like saying the saying it line for line. But yeah, definitely go see this movie. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you have a young teen out there, make sure the cool uncle goes and takes him to the movie. That'll give him a lot of brownie points. Um, don't send, little kitties. Send us your favorite parts. I, I kind of like, oh, everyone yeah. has a different favorite part. Um, and I, I kind of want to know what, what your guys' favorite parts are. Um, I, like mm-hmm. I said, mine was the the teenage warhead sending him up on the back of that metal thing and, and uh, so on and so forth. So yeah, send us your favorite parts. We want to know. I'm, I'm yeah, interested. Yeah, we want to know. 
Well, Chris, we have we have reached the end of the first spoiler cast for 2016. Yes. And boy, did it start out well. And we got a lot of in front of us. <laughs> we do. And if you guys check out the SuperheroSlate.com, you can find our upcoming superhero movies and TV releases. And uh, you can kind of see kind of what our schedule is going to be like for the rest of the year. We got about one a month, to be honest. It's getting out of control. <laughs> it's it, it's going to be great. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, March, we have uh, the next spoiler cast should be either Daredevil Season 2 or Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, yeah, or maybe the same weekend. We don't even we don't we don't even know how that's going to get scheduled out. Yeah, so there we we give TV shows one week for everyone to catch up on them because they can't I won't I'll be at a comic I just got my tickets for C2E2 in the mail today, my press passes. So, uh, I know I will not be watching Daredevil season 2 the day of. And uh, uh-huh. I'm really really excited to to see what the rest of the year holds for us. So, um, congratulations Deadpool. Woo, go you. Kicking yeah. it off right. Um, I don't think we need to tell people where they can find us. You or do you want to? They already well, know. Well, I, I, I think if it, if they want to follow us, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter or Instagram. And as always, you can read my comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, where can they follow you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to know how many times you see this movie. Oh, yeah. I'll let you know. You can follow me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or head over to Comic UI. I wrote a review on Comic UI. Spoiler free. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already saw it. But you can read that as well. It's really fun. I, I enjoyed writing it. I got some good feedback from it, actually. So pretty pumped on that Woo uh and and so on and so forth um as usual uh, let's see if i can do this by memory i want to do it i want to do it this time mike let me do all it all right can I do it lay it on us all right so you can head over to our website superheroslate.com you can check us out on itunes there you can rate us and subscribe us please give us some feedback we're on youtube always on youtube love you guys love putting those up on youtube tumblr soundcloud facebook and twitter i did mm-hmm. i leave anything out I, I, I well, we're also up on a, a little-known site called Stitcher. Oh, uh, Stitcher! I I have Stitcher in my car. Never use it. I hate to be honest like that, but and there's there's always a way that they can get this directly to their inboxes too. Oh yes, email subscribe on superheroslate.com, and you'll get an email every time a new post is updated. Mike subscribed. I know he gets those emails because <laughs> I he tells me that that he gets his emails. <laughs> That's how I know when the podcast is live. Um, that's right. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, if we'll be, if anything comes up on Deadpool next week, we'll be covering it in our news show. So come check those back out too. Yeah, stay tuned next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.